Before we get started, this episode of the Food Grower Podcast is sponsored by Natural Grower. Natural Grower's award-winning liquid fertilizer, plant feed, and soil conditioner is made entirely from maize. It's naturally rich in nitrogen, potash, phosphate, and other trace elements that plants and vegetables love. And it's approved by the Soil Association, Vegan Society, and Biodynamic Association. The concentrated natural fertilizer can be poured around the base of plants, whilst the plant feed and soil conditioner can be mixed into the soil or used as a mulch on the surface as a long-term, slow-release fertilizer on all outdoor and indoor plants. Both Jack and I have been using the natural grower products this year and have seen amazing results, and we have a fantastic 15% off the entire natural grower range for you. Simply go to naturalgrower.co.uk and enter foodgrower15 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Direct Plants Limited, and specifically their amazing range of polytunnels. We use these strong and affordable tunnels on both Jack's Patch and Fanfield Farm, and we love them. Direct Plants manufacture the tunnels themselves so that you can buy your polytunnel direct from the manufacturer, and not just any manufacturer, but from growers too, so that they really understand what you need. These traditional high-quality polytunnels are available in a range of sizes to fit your growing needs, and they're manufactured here in the UK in Norfolk. We're delighted to bring you a brilliant 10% off the entire range at directplants.co.uk. Simply head over there and use the code FOODGROWER at checkout. That's FOODGROWER, all one word, no spaces, at directplants.co.uk. Welcome to the Food Grower Podcast, the podcast that tells the story, highlights the techniques and talks tactics with food growers from all around the world. From market gardeners to allotment holders, field farmers to urban farmers. We hope that this podcast will inspire you to either start growing your own food or to help develop your existing food growing empire. I'm Chris from Fanfield Farm. I'm Jack from Jack's Patch. And I'm Andy from Urban Herbs. Welcome to the Friday bonus episode of the Food Grower Podcast. Well, each Friday, we will take you through five things. Each week will be tips, pointers, and a helping hand for your food growing journey through a list of five things. And this week, I'm going to take you through the five mistakes I made this growing year and what I've learned to take forward into next year. Hopefully, by taking you through these five mistakes, I can help you prevent the same mistakes and save you a year of growing failures. So let's get right into it with mistake number one, not watering certain crops enough. This year was a real challenge, right? The droughts in the UK made some vegetables very, very upset. And whilst we had overhead sprinklers set up on our market garden, this meant I didn't pay close enough attention to some particular crops like celery, for example. With celery being over 90% water, I should have paid more attention, in fact extra attention to this crop, especially just after it was planted, rather than just assuming that our general sprinklers that was for everything else would be enough for it. This happened with a few crops, and so my learning for next year is to remember that different crops have different water requirements, and to include that in my crop planning too. Also, in the midst of the heat wave and droughts that saw over 40 degrees in temperature, we neglected our containers. We focused so much on moving sprinklers around and trying to keep generally everything alive that we forgot the things in pots and containers, especially our herbs. Now, luckily, herbs are pretty resilient and they almost all came back, but we lost a lot of production, a lot of harvest from them as they had to pretty much almost start again with their growth. So on to mistake number two. 
Due to heavy winds the last couple of years, we stopped growing climbing varieties of beans and other climbers, and we moved exclusively to dwarf or bush beans. This was a huge mistake. Whilst the beans were just as delicious, the time it took to hunt them down and harvest them meant the crop was less, the crop was less than profitable. And it took around four human hours for us to harvest a 15 meter bed of bush beans fully. And this was less than we would have sold them for if we weren't just putting them in our veg boxes. The learning is that we shouldn't have given up on climbing varieties, but made a stronger structure for them with some wind protection in the way of wind netting or maybe fast growing willows planted around the area too. Also, a brilliant tip from our very own Jack is to grow purple varieties of peas and beans. These are much easier to see than the green on green background beans, which therefore speeds up the harvest too, as the purple beans on green foliage are much, much easier to see. Beans are a delicious crop and we only grew one variety this year and we didn't grow anything outside that was climbing. We only grew French beans and as such we missed out on runner bees, peas and so many, many more. So on to mistake number three, we didn't protect the sweet corn. So this year we moved our sweet corn growing to a new block and we got a good number of plants doing really, really well. Each morning, we'd go out to see lots of dug up paths where Mr. or Mrs. Badger had gone rifling through the wood chip to find worms and bugs. Now, this was quite a nice thing to see as it meant there was a lot of uh, life and worms in amongst our beds. And at that point, they weren't stealing any of our crops until the sweet corn was nearly ready. Now, badgers love sweet corn. They smash into the plants to knock them over and completely eat the corns from the cob. In just one night, they completely ate our sweet corn patch, just one night. They knocked over every last plant and it looked like a corn on the cob graveyard with barely a single piece of corn remaining. Now we knew the badgers were there. We knew we needed to protect the sweet corn. We knew that a very strong wire fence or an electric fence was needed, but we just didn't do it. Now I don't know why we didn't. I can only guess that time was tight and we kept putting it off to the bottom of the list and soon it was game over for the sweet corn. So next year, as soon as a crop goes in, it gets its protection before the job of planting out can be ticked off. And this can be said of any crop. If you're planting out cabbages, the job isn't done until fine mesh netting has been put over and secured. Then, and only then, can we say that the job is complete and tick it off. We are absolutely delighted to tell you that the Food Grower podcast team have now launched the brilliant Food Grower Academy. We genuinely believe that growing your own food just got easier. Food Grower Academy is a complete set of resources for food growers of any size, from those that want to grow for them and their family, for local allotments or communities looking to feed themselves, to food growing businesses or small farms that want to feed the local area. It is a membership that provides in-depth, practical training and resources on all aspects of food growing, plus the community support you need to achieve your food growing goals. Have a look at what the membership includes, find out whether it's for you and join us over at academy.foodgrower.co.uk. That's academy.foodgrower.co.uk. We are delighted to have partnered on the Food Grower podcast with React Tools. React Tools are the number one place for market gardening and growers tools in the UK. We have seen tools like the Jang Cedar, Paper Pot Transplanter and the Iconoclast Tilther across the world and been envious of growers with access to them. Well, now you can get your hands on all of these and much more. All shipped free from the UK on any order over £100. Make your food growing easier and more efficient with the best market gardening tools on the market. 
Plus, with the partnership with us, the Food Grower Academy, we are now giving 5% of all purchases back as tools to new community or not-for-profit growing projects. Head over now to reagtools.co.uk. That's reagtools.co.uk. Mistake number four, we let the damn thistles grow. Now, I think I'm blaming everything on how busy the drought caused us to be, but that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. But this year, the thistles around our growing blocks got the better of us. And through lack of time, we allowed them to go to seed before chopping them down or pulling them up. Now, this was a huge mistake. Along came a big windy day and the seedlings were everywhere. Little thistle plants were popping up in growing beds all over the market garden and they established really, really quickly. As quickly as we could hoe the beds to take out the little thistle plants, more would appear. And soon we were hands and knees weeding just thistle plants out of beds that should be relatively weed free, like beds like radish and beetroot beds that we had really focused on. Now we all know the old saying, one year seeds, seven year weeds, so as soon as I saw a snowstorm of the white thistle seeds blowing across the farm, I just knew I'd caused myself problems for many seasons to come, which is really not ideal. So the learning is identify if weeds that you haven't been able to avoid are about to flower or produce seeds and chop them down as a priority. You don't have to think, I have to weed them, I have to take them out of the ground. If they're about to go to seed, get them chopped off with a scythe or a strimmer or anything, get them off out of the growing areas and then move on. So that's a big learning and something I'm going to have to deal with for a little while. So mistake number five, and so the last but by no means least, is that we have an awful habit of leaving plants in seed trays or pots for too long before we plant them out. Now we're all often guilty of this, but the stresses of this season led to some things being left in for weeks longer than it should have been. And this led to some plant roots wrapping around and being a bit pot or cell bound. And this led to when they were planted out, they took a while to get going and never really grew at the same rate they should have done if they were planted out in time. Some seed trays ran out of nutrients in the compost they had and therefore I was giving some liquid feed to seed trays to keep them sort of happy. However, this could have been easily avoided and we know this breaks down the soil food web when we plant them out. And a particular problem, if you ever use the paper pot seed tape trays for the paper pot transplanter, if you leave these too long, the roots along the bottom all mat together and then along the bottom of the tray it's, it's all sort of stuck together so those seed tape trays don't come apart and it's very difficult to prise them apart when you're using the paper pot transplanter. So that sort of tripled the time of using the transplanter and made it kind of redundant. It's a difficult juggling game, but next year the learning is to be led more by the plant health and less by the to-do list or the diary. Observe more and look at when the plug plants are wanting to go out. Look and see what needs to be harvested when, um, when it's ready rather than stringing it out until veg box day. All the things we need to do a little bit of, but we should be observing more and listening to the plants and the signs that they give us rather than just strictly following the to-do list. So next year, observe and listen to the plants. So that's it, five mistakes, but also five important pieces of knowledge to have learnt from those mistakes to take into our next growing season. And it's really important to reflect on your growing season and identify what you have learnt or can learn from, from this year for next year. And it's part of the fun of food growing, but also the best way to keep learning and keep on improving. 
We'd love to hear if you have some different mistakes and therefore lessons learned this year. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, then drop us a message on social media, maybe drop us a message on Instagram to let us know. Or if you're watching this on the YouTube video, then please do comment below. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening or watching this bonus episode of the Food Grower Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. This podcast is brought to you free by the Food Grower Academy. If you want to make your food growing easier, head over to academy.foodgrower.co.uk.